I'm Brett Chang, and this is your Peak Daily for Monday, November 13th, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech all in less than seven minutes. Peak Pals, there's a new Gen Z anti-saving strategy. This is going to be a bit triggering for I think many of our listeners. It's called soft saving. And unlike the status quo of prioritizing saving for retirement, it's the belief that you should put away less money for the future and spend more in the present, focusing value on experiences and wellness. While I do believe that's true, the amount of money that you distribute between those two categories, I think they should be very careful of. But it's a trend nonetheless, and soft saving probably won't help you or this generation reach their financial goals. But it does sound like a lot of fun, and I do think there's something to be said for spending in the present. So I'm not a personal finance expert. I'll let you peak pals decide whether that's the right strategy for you. But I do think that if you did ask the experts, they'd be very concerned about it. Nonetheless, we've got a great episode for you today. For our first story, pressure mounts to overhaul carbon tax. For our second story, Japan hits nuclear fusion milestone. And for our third story, the government gets to cutting. For our first story, as Canadians struggle with the rising cost of living, pressure is mounting on the federal government to carve up its flagship climate policy like a Thanksgiving turkey. It's almost U.S. Thanksgiving for those keeping track. At least that's what Canada's premiers want. The premiers of Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, Nova Scotia, and New Brunswick signed an open letter to Prime Minister Trudeau calling for the federal government to drop the federal carbon tax from all forms of home heating. The letter follows the federal government's announcement last month that it would suspend the carbon tax on home heating oil, which will mostly impact Atlantic Canada, where it is used by around 30% of households. The federal conservatives and NDP also called on the government to expand the exemption to all forms of home heating along with BC Premier David Eby. This all matters because the federal government's decision to create one exemption in the carbon tax has unleashed powerful political pressure to add many more carve-outs, a process that risks destroying their flagship climate policy. Next, Prime Minister Trudeau has been emphatic that the home heating oil will be the only carve-out from the tax, and his environment minister has suggested he could resign if any more were to be introduced. But now that the floodgates have been opened on exemptions, they may be hard to close. For our second story, after almost a decade of delays, the world's largest fusion reactor has finally achieved a key milestone. Japan's JT-60SA Tokamak fusion reactor fired up plasma, an importantly early step on the long road to making a commercially viable fusion power plant. Japan's four-story tall fusion reactor uses extremely high temperatures and pressures to fuse hydrogen nuclei, a process that releases energy and which scientists hope could someday be used to produce electricity for practical uses. This all matters because nuclear fusion has the potential to be an efficient, cost-effective, and environmentally friendly energy source. Fusion reactions create a lot of energy from cheap and abundant resources without producing significant amounts of toxic waste. That would make it an ideal power source if anyone could figure out how to get fusion reactions to produce a net gain in electricity at scale, something yet to be done. Next, the tech and learnings that led to the milestone in Japan will be passed along to the ITER project, the massive international fusion reactor that's currently being built in France. The success of the ITER will be the real test as to whether or not fusion has a future as a practical energy source. For our third story, we've all had to give up some luxuries amidst rising inflation. It's been so long since we bought that fancy jar of fig jam that we keep having our eyes on at Loblaw, 
And yet the feds are no exception to this. Driving the news, Treasury Board Anita Anand dropped her breakdown of $500 million in spending cuts across 68 federal departments and agencies. It's the first baby step in a broader campaign to cut spending by $15.4 billion over the next five years. The Department of National Defense faces the biggest dollar cut of $211 million, while the Canadian Space Agency will see the biggest percentage cut of 1.37%. This all matters because affected departments will source these cuts from two areas, travel budgets and outsourcing on consulting. The latter has been an addiction for the feds as of late. Government spending on private contracts skyrocketed 74% between 2015 and March 2022, with billions going to firms like KPMG and McKinsey. Heck, the government wasn't even able to devise these budget cuts without some outsourcing, paying KPMG nearly $670,000 to help them trim spending. But like many addicts, the government may be unable to function without its fix. The feds have grown over-reliant on outsourcing in areas like IT and defense, and some critics worry these branches won't be able to work effectively without billions spent on outsourcing. This development has been done the consultocracy, where the power of consultants creates external knowledge bases that replace competent internal departments. Now to zoom out, The rise of outsourcing is a global trend and is particularly acute in Australia and France. This year, France's federal watchdog said the government must limit its hiring of consultancies while the Aussies are dealing with a scandal involving the firm PwC. PayPal, thanks for making us the most listened to business podcast in Canada. If you've got a second, why not follow this podcast on your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. 